Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of Dairyland Talk. My name is Mike Welland and alongside me as always is the ever-present Sam Brahman. Sam, how's it going tonight? It's going good. Thanksgiving is coming up. I'm ready to eat some food. <laughs> Absolutely. And with Thanksgiving around, we're going to talk about some, maybe some Thanksgiving treats that could be coming the way of the Milwaukee Brewers. As the offseason continues, they made a couple of roster moves as well today. Uh, they keep the roster at 39. They added two of their prospects to the 40-man to protect them from the Rule 5, uh, rejoining Tyrone Taylor, who got added earlier. But they, they added uh, right-handed pitcher Trey Supak and outfielder Troy Stokes to protect them. They apparently obviously thought both guys could be potentially snapped up, probably especially Stokes. But Sam, I'll turn to you. What do you think of these two guys, and was it the right move for them to add them to the 40-man to protect them? I like Stokes. He had a good breakout year, and he showed a lot of potential, showed a little pop with 19 home runs. And also Trey Supak, who could be a potential starter, who had some good starts throughout the minor leagues going from high A to double A. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, with with looking at Trey Stokes, he's a guy who reminds me a lot of of a combination of Keon Broxton and Chris Davis because he's got kind of the stature and the power that Davis showed in the minors. I don't think he's going to be that kind of guy in the majors, but he showed that kind of profile. But he also plays pretty good defense, and he can play everywhere kind of like Keon does. So I think uh, as as a safety net in the outfield, if Santana continues to doesn't does, can't seize a role next year, or if they trade Keon Broxton, Stokes could be the next man up in that outfield. And then with Supak as well, yeah, you're right. He's a big, strong right-hander, very Jimmy Nelson-esque in the way he throws the baseball. He's not going to overpower you, but he's got a good good off-speed stuff, and and he just adds to what was a steal of a trade with uh, Pittsburgh when they got Supak and Keon Broxton for Jason Rogers. So I think those two are both good moves, but it's kind of surprising were the guys that didn't get added, namely uh, Quentin Torres-Casta, who's coming off Tommy John surgery now, and I can see a team maybe trying to claim him and keep him with the big club as long as it can before DLing him. Also, Jake Gatewood, who uh, another guy who had 19 home runs in just under two-thirds of a season in AA last year before he suffered an ACL injury. He's out for the time being right now, but he profiles as a pretty powerful mid- uh, corner infielder, so i kind of surprised that they didn't try and protect him. Yeah, if the injuries hadn't happened, I think they'd be on the 40-man roster. Gatewood showed a lot of pop. I was really really happy to see what he was doing in Torres Costa. I was really rooting for him to get the call up um, in September, but then he didn't, and then Tommy John, and it just is a bad turn of events. Absolutely, and in other 40-man news, not with the Brewers, but just kind of a fun side note is, uh, Miami added Isan Diaz, Monty Harrison, and Jordan Yamamoto to their 40-man to join Lewis Brinson. So when you look at it, all four guys that were sent to the Marlins for Christian Yelich are now on the Marlins' 40-man roster. 
Whether they actually produce or not is a different story, but Yamamoto looked really good in the Arizona League, and Harrison and Diaz are seen as very high uh, ceiling prospects. But I think we'd all agree, especially Brewers fans, that trade, you do it over and over again, you get the MVP for four, pro- for four prospects. That's a smart move. Oh, yeah. You got... It'll be crazy to see because right now it looks like Yamamoto may be the best guy in the trade, and he wasn't even on the top 30 prospects list for the Brewers. But I'm interested to see what Monty Harrison does. He had some, he showed some pop. He has some good speed, great defense. I think he could be a big part of the Marlins in the future. Yeah, Monty Harrison was the only one that made me nervous in the trade because I thought he could be a very, very good player. He'd really started to emerge before. Before the trade, he had had some injuries in the years prior, but he remember he was a uh, Division One football prospect as well before uh, playing baseball with the Brewers. He was committed to the University of Nebraska to play wide receiver, so you know the athleticism is there. Also, some news with the Brewers: they made so they filled their coaching staff as well uh, earlier this week. Uh, they they officially announced hitting coach Andy Haynes, who was with the Cubs last year as their assistant hitting coach. They promoted Chris Hook up from the minor league pitching coordinator to the pitching coach spot. He was also responsible for helping develop guys like Josh Hader, Brandon Woodruff, Freddie Peralta, uh, a little bit of Jimmy Nelson as well. He was helping with those guys a lot. And he's also a, a pitching coach in single lane, double A for the Brewers. Uh, Steve Carsey was hired as the bullpen coach. He was a pitching coach for triple A uh, affiliate for the Cleveland Indians last year. They also brought back assistant Jason Lane as the assistant hitting coach. And also added their new trainer as well. Uh, Scott Berenger is the new head, head trainer. He was the assistant for the Astros for the past couple of seasons. So before we jump into our main topic, Sam, I'll ask you, what's the biggest, what's the biggest takeaway you have from the coaching moves? Coaching moves? I think it's pitching coach. Losing Derek Johnson was a huge loss, and everyone was a little nervous about that. But I like the move that they brought someone that knows this pitching staff and can hopefully help some possible incoming guys for the Brewers. No, I, I agree. Uh, I agree. I think he was a, a smart move. They were talking about him being promoted to begin with, and I think it's a, a big-time help as well. Also, I saw on 40-man roster news, kind of going back to that, Cody Medeiros added to the White Sox 40-man. So a lot of former Brewers prospects being protected by their teams. Kind of shows how strong Doug Melvin and David Stearns have done the past few years. Also a big farewell to Adrian Beltre, who has announced his retirement as well. But as we turn toward our main topic, free agency is here. Trading season is upon us. We've seen a couple moves already. Kurt Suzuki has signed with Washington to be their catcher. And the Brewers always in the market for some pitching and maybe some power hitting as well. But the big move that has already broken down was James Paxton. The, le- the big lefty went to New York for a package of three prospects, including top prospect Justice Sheffield. So for the and there's a lot of talk about whether the Brewers should make that move to try and get James Paxton, try and get that ace lefty. And the breaking it down, it looks like to get him, the Brewers would have had to give up one of their two top pitching prospects, which would be either Corbin Burns or Freddie Peralta. Uh, really, your choice and which one you'd want to get rid of, along with some two promising but minor league prospects, maybe like a Zach Brown or another outfielder. So Sam, I'll ask you, if you were the Brewers and the Mariners were calling asking for that kind of a package for Paxton, what would you say? I, I'd i be hesitant with that. James Paxton is a great pitcher, but he hasn't, I believe he hasn't thrown over 200 innings in any of his seasons. And the Yankees taking the risk and trading away their 
best pitching prospect, Justice Sheffield, who's a lefty that throws absolute heat. I just wouldn't take that risk for it for the Brewers because Burns and Freddie Peralta have shown a lot of promise in the majors. No, I agree. I think I would have thought of maybe giving up Zach Brown for for him or like a like a Chase Anderson or some other talented pitcher who may not have a spot anymore. But I wouldn't uh, give uh, Corbin Burns is untouchable for me, and Freddie Peralta is pretty close to it. I would have maybe thought of Woodruff, but I don't know if I would take that offer for for Seattle for from Seattle for James Paxton. That's just a risky proposition, like you said. He's had some injuries. He's he's battled some, especially some arm injuries, which are very very dangerous. And he doesn't do well with Eagles, which doesn't help either. <laughs> but there are still plenty of other options out there in the trade market. We've heard reports that Cleveland's opening everybody up for sale. We've heard um, obviously the Mets are always going to be doing something with their pitching. We don't know exactly what yet. But looking at the trade market specifically, Sam Alescu, is there any pitchers you'd be thinking about trading for, and would you pay the price for some of those top-tier pitchers? It depends on the pitcher. Honestly, the only one that I think they could take a shot at would possibly be Zach Wheeler. We saw him. He was in a Brewers' interest during the trade deadline and I think he could the Brewers could go back to him and see how high that price is but it'll be interesting to see because the Mets were asking for a lot oh, not just Carlos Gomez this time uh, oh no well what about the Indians guys what about someone like Carrasco or Kluber because I know I've heard rumors that they could be available the Kluber price will be very high I assume they'll ask for Hira and he is off limits but it'll be interesting to see if they go after someone like Carlos Carrasco. He has had injury history, but when he has a full season, he's dominant, gets a lot of strikeouts. He had last season he had 17 wins with a, in 192 innings with 231 strikeouts. He he could be someone that the Brewers could go after. I agree, and maybe even the same for someone like Trevor Bauer, who could be like that as well. Uh, my personal preference would actually be might be Dylan Bundy. I'd like to see another talented young pitcher come maybe try and revive his career in Milwaukee. Or even bring back a familiar face. There's rumors that Zach Greinke could be available if the Diamondbacks could eat some of that contract. But either way, I think there's plenty of options. It's just, do you think teams are going to be a little more hesitant dealing with David Stearns knowing that the deals he has made have uh, really kind of favored his team and maybe have given the, the other teams kind of the short end of the stick, namely Christian Yelich? Yeah. Just like what you said with the Yelich trade, they didn't. He knew exactly what he was doing. Brinson wasn't producing, and then you got guys like Monty Harrison, who did good in the minors, but didn't was like questionable in the majors. And of course Yamamoto and Diaz, but those trades, most of them have been their side. Again, like um, like the Travis Shaw trade. Yeah, that's a good another one as well as the Travis Shaw trade because Tyler Thornbrick really hasn't worked out for the Red Sox. But there are plenty of guys for trade, but an easier way would be to go also into free agency, and the Brewers have been linked to a lot of guys. Right now, they're most prominently linked to Nathan Eovaldi, who had a monster postseason. He was incredible during the... During, I can't remember if it was the worst of the LCS, but he was absolutely exceptional, throwing multiple innings and throwing hard for multiple innings. They've also been linked to Patrick Corbin, Jay Happ, Dallas Keuchel. Uh, is there any of those guys you would really want to see them sign, even with the rotation prospects they have right now? 
Uvalde, no doubt about it. There's a lot of competition. There's about nine teams going after him. There is also a rumor that he'll want to go back to the Red Sox, but I think they should make a big push for him. He has a hard fastball, good off speed. And the thing that I like, I remember it was during the World Series in that extra inning game, right after he's like, right after for the next game, he's like, I'll pitch, I'll pitch. He always wants the ball. No, I agree. I think he's good. The only thing that makes me nervous is he he's another guy who has faced some injury problems. And uh, with with a live arm like that, with that kind of velocity, that's very that can be very taxing on a right arm. And I, I do have those kind of worries, but I think he'd be worth taking a chance on if you can get him for the right price. And I think he'd fit pretty well as a strikeout pitcher in the in the middle of this rotation. I wouldn't maybe think he's probably not the ace anymore, but he'd be a great. So I think of starting Chassin one day with his soft tossing and his breaking stuff, and the next day you counter with Nathan Eovaldi throwing triple digits here in the in the sixth and seventh innings. I think it would be a great change of pace. Where I'm not, a, I would not be a fan of bringing in Dallas Keuchel. I think he's starting to trail off a little bit. I think he's a best fit in Houston to stay there, and his stuff I think is not quite what it was. Same with Patrick Corbin. I think he's he's too big of a risk. He's too much of a inconsistent flash in the pan at times. And I was never a fan of bringing in Jay Happ. I always thought he was just a mediocre starter. He's basically Zach Davies. Uh, but I think, yeah, Eovaldi, I think, is the way to go. So then moving our attention toward the bullpen arms, uh, there's plenty of them out there as well. Are there any guys you'd think about trading for from the bullpens that are out there? Trading, trading for the bullpen, I'm mostly looking at free agency. There are a lot of good relief pitchers for free agency that interest me some guys like Jerice Familia maybe bringing back Joaquim Soria and Adam Adovino who had a great year with the Colorado Rockies I agree so would you think would you think about trading out to LA for a guy or to LA for a guy like Scott Alexander or even to to um, the match for like an AJ Ramos would you think about any of those like middle tier guys or would you just focus more on getting the free agents I think free agents because bullpen guys, I think the price may be a little high. And guys, like you said, Scott Alexander and A.J. Ramos, they're kind of up in the air, especially with A.J. Ramos after he got traded to the Mets. It was just an ugly year for him. And Scott Alexander, who is a good lefty, but I would mostly stick with free agency market. Okay, and speaking of free agents, there is a big notable left-hander out there who's who has some ties now to the Brewers with the new pitching coach who was the AAA pitching coach with the Indians, or he's now the bullpen coach, I should say now, and that'd be Andrew Miller. Uh, he's He had a rough year last year, facing some injuries. He's not a spring chicken anymore as far as age goes. But if you're the Brewers, you kick the tires on what could be another electric lefty to pair with Josh Hader. They could go for it. I think he'd be a great part of the team, multiple innings, just the question is, how high will the price be? And I know Stearns, and he will not go above and beyond for a bullpen arm. No, I agree. And that's why I think Miller might be a bet to go right back to the Yankees, where see the Yankees, every time they trade a lefty, we have to bring him back, like with the Roldis Chapman. But no, I, th- I agree. I think my personal pick would be out of Vino. I think I liked him for a long time. I think it would be a very, very good pitcher to pair up with with Hayter and Jefferson Knable. Uh That'd be just a crazy loaded bullpen as far as getting big timeouts and having also a bunch of different arm angles as well, both on the left and right side. So lastly, we can turn towards some of the position players. Uh, 
we don't have to talk too much on this because the Brewers don't have a ton of needs as far as their position players. It's definitely more in the pitching staff. That's their biggest issue right now. But the big one is still going to be Mike Moustakas. He is still linked to the Brewers. The Brewers have expressed interest. Moustakas has expressed a desire to want to come back. The question right now is just price. So, Sam, if you're if you're David Stearns, are you willing to offer Mike Moustakas, say, $11 million per year for two or three years to come back? I would go for it. Just it depends what they want to do with Jonathan Scope. Because once Moustakas came in, that changed the whole layout of the infield. Right when they find out if they're going to give Scope the money or they're going to non-tender him, I think that's when they make the big decision to sign Moustakas. I agree to an extent with you. I think I still like my idea of you bring back Moustakas and then you have your five big infielders. So you'd have Aguilar, Scope, Shaw, Moustakas, and Arcia. And they're, and you give each one of them rotating days off. So they're they're starting four or five days, but the other one they're still going to play. They're going to pinch hit. They're going to come and double switch. They're going to, but it's going to give them a little bit of rest as well because obviously Mustakis has been gotten plenty of innings in the majors. Hayes Aguilar showed he trailed off with extensive playing time a little bit last year. Travis Shaw's played a lot of innings the past year as well, and so that way you have that versatility to move guys around as well. And he also helps you balance your lineups a touch as well when you can move Shaw to either third, second, or first, Sculpt to short. Um, Musakis can play first a little bit. Aguilar can play third if you need him to. That kind of just moves things around, and it creates, I think, a great competition to have and some great matchup issues as well. So that would be my my personal preference, but I do think your point is probably a little more realistic that we may see what they do with Jonathan Scope, who we both hope they do uh, tender and bring him back for a full-year audition with the Brewers because we both think uh, what he can do could be very, very strong. Uh, the other spot will be behind the plate as well. Obviously, uh, Eric Kratz, a free agent. Manny Pena is expected to be back. But there's some good catchers out there as well, and uh, most notable one probably is Wilson Ramos. Uh, are there any catchers you would think about bringing in, and would you want them to start or share time with Manny Pena and or Jacob Nottingham? Definitely Wilson Ramos. I'm a big fan of him. During the trade deadline, I wanted them to trade for him. He had he had that injury in the start, but when he came into the season, he was absolutely raking, and he's great behind the plate, and I think he'll help the pitchers out a lot. He's my number one guy. Okay, fair enough. I, I think, again, it's going to come down to price. I think he could be a very good option to have. I do like what Pena brings defensively. Uh, Ramos, yeah, he's such a good hitter. He's he's basically like a, a, a slightly bulkier version of what Jonathan Lucre did which I think could go a long way. He is a very good average hitter, but again, like other guys, the biggest thing with him has been injuries. He has faced plenty of them during his career, and hopefully that can kind of stem the tide no matter where he plays, whether it's back in Philly or back down to Tampa, Washington, Minnesota, all the teams he's played for, whether it's to Milwaukee, to New York, wherever he ends up being. Hopefully the health is no longer a problem quite for Wilson Ramos. So... I guess in closing, Sam Alesky, are there any other free agents you'd be thinking about, whether infield, outfield, catching, pitching, that is there someone you'd really, really want to stump for? It may sound crazy, but I'm kind of interested in Joe Kelly. I don't know why, but he has piqued my interest. He was dominant in the playoffs. He was a little iffy in the regular season, but he can throw multiple innings out of the bullpen. He throws absolute heat has good off speed and i think he'd be a big part of the bullpen yeah i thought about joe kelly too i think the red sox have to really decide between who they're going to pay uh kimbrough they got to make a decision on kelly's another one 
And Kelly seemed to have new life when he moved to the bullpen after being traded from St. Louis. And with the stuff he has, with the power he has, and also just that that attitude he pitches with. Like, he's the guy who, is whenever there's something going on, he's always in the middle of it, whether it's a war of the words, a beanball-type scenario. And having that little extra edge, much like Jeremy Jeffers plays with, I think could go very, very strongly help the Brewers. Yeah, I, I would think Joe Kelly, he might be now my, he might now be my top relief prospect. I think he's very, very strong. I think he's only getting better as a bullpen arm. He could be he could be just what they they could use to replace someone like Corbin Burns as he moves to the rotation. Oh yeah. Joe Kelly, like what you said, that attitude. I'm I honestly I am not a fan of the Yankees, so I loved what he did. Again, what he did when he beamed him, there was the brawl and everything. I was a big fan of that, and maybe that's what that bullpen needs, that little attitude to help them. No, I agree. The uh, the only other guy I would think of would be taking a look at, I guess taking a look at Houston, maybe taking a look at someone like Marwin Gonzalez, uh, kind of a utility guy, but I think he would become kind of redundant with all the options the other have. So I'm going to go with you. I'm going to go Joe Kelly. I think I think we can we can... We can endorse the Brewers signing Joe Kelly as soon as possible, bringing in that extra bullpen arm. So as we wrap things up, uh, we'll be back next week with more Brewers talk as well for you guys here for Dairyland Talk. But Sam, we'll turn to you. Where can people find you? What are you writing about? Right now they can find me at World of Wisconsin Sports or on my personal account, sam.brom2. And right now I'm writing about a possible trade for JT Realmuto. There you go. There's another big one, JT Realmuto. He was He's got to go from Miami, you'd think, eventually by the time this offseason ends. He can't be stuck there forever. That'd be very, very sad for him. That'd be, that'd be a good idea to think about as well. Uh, you can find me at uh, at Twitter, at Mike Wendland, all one word, W-E-N-D-L-E-N-D-T. I'm still working on a bigger article for Dairyland Express. Uh, mine involves hockey, involving uh, Wisconsin Badgers who are playing in the NHL, or played in the NHL over the time. Because surprisingly, there was a ton of them that had a really, really good career, so trying to build a team from them is very, very difficult. So look for that for me as well. And, of course, keep checking out all this week for more Dairyland Talk episodes. And until next time, we'll talk to you guys all over the Dairyland here for Dairyland Talk. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.